Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. very nice to see you. It's been a while. It has been a while. What's you... the definition of a while? The while? I'm going to say... Uh, whoa, whoa. years. How many years? I'm going to say two years is a while. It depends on what the relationship. I haven't seen my son in two years. That's not a while. That's a long time. Right. You in two years? Yeah, that's a little while. I think you should see your son more often. My agent takes good care of him. Uh, <laughs> we got it all worked out. Uh, this show tapes a few hours before the Boston Red Sox game tonight. Uh, I know you're a big fan. Yeah, well, I was going to fool the audience, uh, the TV, not this audience. But the but, one watching right yeah, now was, and I pretend gonna, you already yeah, knew? I was going to say, oh, oh, okay, let me check the game here. I was, was going to say, uh, oh, a guy just stole home from first. <laughs> now they're putting him in a straitjacket. <laughs> These games are like too stressful. It's too I mean, stressful. It's too much. It's I like know. a level. Like it goes like, okay, boring, okay, exciting, too much, too much. Yes. You know, like yeah. I, a few weeks ago, I went to a Dodger game. They were playing the Cardinals, and it was good because I didn't care who won. Yes. <laughs> That's a more relaxing yeah. kind of baseball, when you like don't this. care. The guy hits a grand slam, it's like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that people should do that on purpose, so that when, when they're watching their real team, they, that, they'll be, maybe that'll bring them down a little, because they're used to not caring. Well, I, you're always, to me, famously right around here. You're just right. <laughs> I don't see you getting worked up about anything. Well... Man, I've smashed windows. I've like, no, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, accidentally yeah. when you fell asleep and leaned against one. Uh... <laughs> but my mind, it's like my mind is not connected to my face. <laughs> I get you. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like what I'm thinking does not necessarily uh, control my facial expressions. So I can be like a nervous wreck or I can be speeding in my head drinking 18 coffees. And, but then I, I've answered the phone after riding an exercise bike and drinking coffee and people say, did I just wake you up? Yeah. <laughs> this is who you always are. Okay, now I'm just curious. I know you work a lot. You, you tour. You, you know, you, you're a very uh, in-demand comedian. What do you do when you're not working? I like to uh, read music and listen to books on tape. <laughs> well, <laughs> I heard you were writing a, yeah? Is that, that, does this indicate that there's more to come? Yes. I didn't know what that meant Or right I'm there. just practicing in case there's more to come later. I'll have done it already. Okay. What was I gonna say? Oh. So you can read the music different speeds. You can't hear music different speeds. You could, but it wouldn't sound good. But if you're reading the music, you control it more than if you were listening to it. So you, <laughs> you just oh showed some God. emotion. What the hell just happened? <laughs> some wiring connected by accident. I know, for a second, for a second, you actually yeah. showed emotion. Yeah, your, yeah. your brain got through to control of your face. You caused that. I you caused that. that. Yes. I can help you. President Obama's voice. My fellow Americans and listeners from around the world, this is President Barack Obama, keeper of the legendary Chaos Emeralds, and I'm excited to introduce you to episode 0048 of the fascinating podcast, Reality Issues. 
For those unfamiliar with the Chaos Emeralds, these powerful and ancient gemstones have long been the subject of myth and legend. Hailing from a time long ago, they contain an immense amount of energy, granting those who possess them the ability to bend space and time, transform thoughts into reality, and even access untold powers. Throughout history, the Chaos Emeralds have been sought after by heroes and villains alike, each seeking to harness their power for their own purposes. Now, as the keeper of these extraordinary gems, I understand the responsibility that comes with safeguarding their might. And today I stand before you not only as a former president, but as a guardian of these legendary artifacts, ready to share a podcast experience that transcends the ordinary. In this captivating episode of Reality Issues, your hosts Kathy and Brian will take you on another incredible journey through the intricate world of reality television and our perceptions of reality. They'll dive into current events, explore the latest AI developments, and share personal anecdotes that will both entertain and challenge your perspectives. As we embark on this adventure together, let us remember the lessons of the Chaos Emeralds. Power must be wielded responsibly, and reality is often shaped by our own perceptions. Just as the Emeralds have the ability to reshape the world, so too can Kathy and Brian's insightful discussions transform the way you perceive reality. So prepare yourselves for a thought-provoking, mind-expanding episode of Reality Issues. Get comfortable, open your minds, and embrace the power of these legendary Chaos Emeralds as Kathy and Brian guide you through another enthralling installment of their groundbreaking podcast. The stage is all yours, Kathy and Brian. Let the journey begin. Yes, 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 yes. I'm pretty good with the And all of that shit. 
Yeah, no, wild. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had a kind of a similar high school experience in, in terms of that kind of um, I, I spent two years of a lot of time with uh, the developing a lot of learning about how to use probably never do it time. kind of cool to know. Teachers like digital is new enough where yes you could have it but not all the students have the same access to it so it's unfair so we're just gonna all stick to black and white film just like we have for 15 years in this class so and it was like awesome. it was a great I loved that that taught me so much and then by the second year of the class there were um, that winter or whatever had come and gone let me move the microphone so yeah now. that winter had come and gone like where everyone had gotten like the year came where like the Christmas uh, like uh, digital camera was going to be like maybe sub $125 or something like that, you know, the, the point and shoot at that point. So then that was just everyone had those. Um, you know, was- ding, 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 that might actually be the part that's the nostalgia of the 2002 tweet. It's not the it's not the aesthetic that they're missing. It's the way it's captured? Or- something? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, here, we know that, like, so I, I kind of think back on it, right? Like, even from when I was a student to when I became a teacher, how strongly uh, school districts were fighting to cut all of those precious electives. And I think back on it, and I had a fucking blast in school. Yeah, me too. Now, I say I had a blast, right? I, I say overall in comparison to, like, I mean, high school still sucks. I I couldn't imagine anyone saying, oh, I really wish I could go back and like actually mean it. Because if you really stop and think about it for like two seconds, it was awful. Right. I'm really glad I'm getting older and older. Like I I cherish every single moment of my I like every single new day. I'm like, hell yeah, this is so much better than 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Who gives a shit? Today is fucking. Ooh. Anyway, I just feel like every single day is better than the next, or better than the last. Better than the last. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds better. Um, better anyway, anyway. Well. Yeah, so Kathy Lore, editor-in-chief. Sorry. No, I, I love that. Um, <laughs> I Not love sure how we got on that. Well, we didn't start recording until the end of it, so nobody will ever know. Yeah. Anyway. I am... Um, Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Kathy. Are we recording now? We are recording, but I, let me... Well, we don't have to officially be recording. There was something else I wanted to tell you technically before we started recording, <laughs> I think, actually. Let me think for a minute. Um, there was something I wanted to say earlier, but now... Hold on. We don't have to be recording yet. Plus, I could always edit this out, which... Well, no. I won't do that. What was I going to say? I felt like I could have said it in front of the microphone anyway. Oh, it's killing me. Well, maybe I'll think of it later. Probably not. Yeah, we're vaping. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, now that the podcast is starting, there's some kind of music over this. That's it's giving me this time to fill this silence. So, oh, I see. Yeah. Maybe. Um, 
Okay, so opener. We'll think about it. Mm-hmm. So there was, I've watched a lot of episodes of TMZ lately. I've caught up on all the celeb news. I think I've only missed one recently. But um, <laughs> we're going to finish the Stephen Wright thing before we start, too. That's okay. Let me just go ahead and uh, see what happens. Only I may dance. <laughs> Let's see. Four minutes. What do you think? Um, if we give it the full five minutes of audio repeating for, so we only have a minute 40 of original audio here. So, and we're just going to repeat it three times. Let's see what happens. We have to limit to five minutes. Let's do that. Let's do a looping region. Everyone at home, I'm creating a looping region. And I'm going to select five minutes of audio, except Kathy and my face are on top of the part that I have to click on. Let me move that down here. Okay. All right. Uh-oh, breaking news in the business section of the Santa Fe New Mexican. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you for saving from the dead air. Yes, what is up? Honeymoon Brewery strikes deal for kombucha distribution in northern New Mexico. Oh. <gasps> oh my god, I know exactly what the opening song is. Okay. Uh, I don't remember what it's titled, but it's that System of a Down song where it's like, the kombucha mushroom people sitting around all day. How does it go? I am ready for that. <gasps> Here, hold on. I'm, I'm bouncing. Uh, let's see. We're going to call this right. Let's see if this works. Oh my god. I think it should work. My guess is that... That's not the title of the song. No, oh, no, no, no. It's called Sugar. Yeah, it's called Sugar. It was one of their popular ones. Sheesh. Anyway, yeah, the original kombucha mushroom people. Here they are in Santa Fe, expanding. Kombucha distribution now all across northern New Mexico, no longer just in Santa Fe. Take that. We may not have accurate census data or exact numbers on the number of people being evicted day by day in the city, but you can go get your ass a kombucha. <laughs> Takes Excuse away the pain. Me? Do you see this? Wow. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So let me narrate this uh-huh. um, over your literal <laughs> oh. like podcaster <laughs> amazement face, but I don't blame you because it was worth the amazement. I too am amazed. I was Stephen Wright about it though. I my yeah, it's true. Face my my face was not connected to my brain, and so uh, I did not guess. But it says so. Brian pulled up the System of a Down Sugar official HD video on Vivo System of a Down or whatever. <laughs> And there is a YouTube pop-up, a sensitive tweet, blurry thing, if you will, over it that says, exclamation point inside of an icon circle thingy, the following content has been identified by the YouTube community as inappropriate or offensive to some audiences. Now, kombucha business owners? Wow. Yeah, no, it's a slur to them. (laughs) Kombucha is all sugar. Oh my god. It's coming to destroy wow. nutrition. Oh my god. Oh my god. That is the wildest thing. Anyway, so, so does that mean you can't play it or does that mean you just have to click through 128 it? 128 million people can't be wrong. No, it means I can't see it. At all? No, there's a play button down there. Oh, is there? Well, does it work? I mean, I guess that's my question. No. I think you can just click through it. I mean, I'm trying to. God, I would be shocked if you couldn't. 
Um, you know a song is going to be a banger when YouTube warns you. They say warns. But yeah. Like, no, it's just not It's not going. Okay, I'm going to try it. You try it on your computer. Yeah. I'm in Safari. Maybe they're really trying to, like, Nintendo me from the internet, you know. Twelve years ago, it says on YouTube. Okay. So I duck duck went to it through... <laughs> Oh, yeah, let me feed this into the computer. Oh, no, wait, that's a live version. Hold on, let me back up. That's not the one you had, because you were at the, like... I'm going to go to the YouTube official site. Pre-register to create... Oh, hold on. There's a new option here, professional voice claim. Oh, of your voice. Well, Okay, official H. Okay, so I don't know what it is with yours. Mine says, so it's got the same little stoop. Here, I'll show you. Mm -hmm. I'll stop sharing. Share screen. Bam, bam, there it is. I don't need to share sound. Oh, I should share sound because then I can play it. <laughs> well, you can play it later, I guess. So can you see it? Yeah. So it says, Got the little circle icony thing, and then it says this video may be inappropriate for some users, and it says for me, I understand and wish to proceed. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then it asks me to do it again. You really another want circle icon, and it says the following content has been identified. Same thing as you have. They're like, if you uh, this, and then mine the says viewer discretion advised. I am on uh, Firefox, by the way, and then it says I understand and wish to proceed. Good evening. I'm Erica Loss. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and just for ah no wait, I didn't mean that. I wanted to screen share, but also the sound share, because now I think we have to watch it. Because I'm 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 really oh, shocked. Yeah, I want to know what the big deal is. And now now uh, we started the program. And since yeah, you're like yeah okay here we go, let's start this over. Good evening. I'm Erica Lost. NATO forces bomb Serbia and Kosovo. An unidentified man is being held for questioning by the FBI for suspected links to last month's biological virus oh, deaths. In local news, a dog named Hero takes the grand prize at the annual, I wish I could tell you more pertinent news. But we're in a rating system here. And the key factor is sensationalism. They've got you running in circles, nine to five, then five to nine, you're mine. I tell you what they want you to know, and you consider it the truth. Nobody is opening their eyes. Our global economy is depleting the world of our lives and natural resources. And are you happy? Come on! I work for the system.
song um <clears throat> you ever oh. hear it no i've never i've never um you know uh when that era of music was coming to the fore i was really into going like back into the time in music i was like into <laughs> for some reason like that's when i got into grunge and stuff so i mm-hmm. kind of diverted from just what was popular at the time so i missed a lot of those chapters of like popular oh music. i see then I, then I came back Maybe yeah so like um so funnily enough, like right, like in the suburbs, like there, like because it wasn't like the city, there w- weren't like enough people who were like of the same subculture, if that makes sense. Okay. So it literally was like a, an episode of South Park, right? Where you know, like where it's not like just the goth kids; it's like the two goth kids, and then the like yeah. one kid who's always barfing or whatever. I think that's how they that go. Is, anyway, whatever. Right. So whatever. They're just like the weird. They're the freaks and geeks. Right. Because it's just the school isn't that big. So who else do you have? And then the next thing you are all at the Kira concert playing D&D. Right. So whatever. So in my suburb, it was very similar. And so I'm actually quite grateful for that, because like, even though I sure like I like had my own musical interests or whatever. Right. Like um everyone else was kind of bringing something really different to the table right and so like all the freaks and geeks were like well i'm like really into like bauhaus and like dead can dance and I was like, okay fine like cool some of it's great you know and then someone else is like bringing their acoustic guitar to school <laughs> i um there was a there is an opportunity and now i remember the thing i was thinking of earlier there is an opportunity for me at some point to get into an arts high school so i had this weird opportunity when i was in um sixth grade they were creating a new program at another school that was like, like more suited for me i, guess. I don't know that's how they explain mm-hmm. it at the time but no i guess that never happened i went over to that school and then that didn't happen so they ended mm-hmm. up promoting me to another grade instead and they thought that was like sufficient so I was kind of explaining this to you, but that's why I have like a weird math situation. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, because then I was only in seventh grade for about three months and then I had a summer and then all of a sudden I was in eighth grade. So I was in like literally in sixth grade and eighth grade in the same calendar year. It was like very strange. Situation. Yeah. It was just, uh, the whole gamut. Weird year. Yeah. I don't know what year that was, but for me, put that in the calendar for weird life. For weird. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, anyway, so yeah, in yeah, sum, exactly. I really do think that that's what those TikTok videos, I think what, that's what they're actually getting at. Um, I don't think that that's what that person meant. I don't think like even subcon like I don't even think consciously they're thinking what I'm saying out loud. I think like if there's anything to miss about that like nine post nine eleven structure of education, th like they all they ripped out the arts. They ripped out music and band and like yeah, I don't know that like maybe my school because it was like kind of in like a good suburb like maybe it still has a good yeah, yearbook right but did that happen everywhere? I guarantee you it didn't. Let you know so real quick I want to like see if is there like useful audio from um from that let me see hold on uh, let me click this and then click oh, click this and then click that and then click this okay anyway down with nostalgia yeah i'm trying to find that video so i can like um play the audio because it would think oh no it's right they just like, I put mean, music i don't over think it, there's anything like, wrong yeah. with like reminiscing or like having a good memory like i, I like I, I don't think that's the same as nostalgia like nostalgia like indicates also like a longing right like it's one thing to be like, hey, bro, do you remember that one time in college where we did thing? And it's another thing to say, hey, remember when we did thing? I wish we could go back. Well, I think it's every time. Yes, exactly. What you said is absolutely correct. I think frequently people start at that spot of like, hey, mm -hmm. this video game from back then, this movie from back then was way better. Why? And then they contrive some or invent some or 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 just i don't know it it's like that kind of thinking is where mm -hmm. everything starts where mm -hmm. you have a, a a feeling that doesn't line up with reality but mm -hmm. you let it get come out of your mouth and go to another person and that's how all these things start mm -hmm. um i don't know i guess it's up just up to all of us to be responsible about how we uh remember the past as correctly as possible. I don't know. <laughs> it's impossible. No, it's hard. Like, like I mean, we we saw this even in the saw this. We heard about this a little bit in the last episode, right? When we were talking about this American life, right? Like that memory is just so fallible because we were constantly inventing shit anyway. Like we're living in some you know some kind of our own story, you know, like. Yeah. I, you know how else do we prove things but like through like photographic evidence you know and even that like that shit's so unreliable now yeah i, I don't I, even know if i can trust my lying eyes I, there's gonna be like holograms walking the street soon enough it's you're gonna need like they live glasses and shit and and then and then that's and then that's how they get you <laughs> Because I mean, then that's... you're forced to participate one way or another, and it's like, God damn it, I don't want to wear these fucking glasses anymore. I think the glasses are going to be just like the smartphones, yeah, and I don't think it's a matter of time. Uh, uh, Apple's trying to force theirs out right now, so. Oh, God. How do you punch a hologram? I guess you punch whatever the hologram is coming from, because it's coming from somewhere, right? Like... <laughs> yes, you find the little projector. But <laughs> you find wherever it's at, so I'll, I'll fucking figure that shit out. I'm going to start carrying mirrors and prisms in my pocket. <laughs> Paintball guns. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
<laughs> ask people to breathe underneath it. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, what I'll actually pretend is I'll be like, oh, it'll be, oh, oh, here it is. Okay, so here, here, here is the modern day mm-hmm. test. Okay, yeah. so hopefully <laughs> AI don't listen to this. Uh-huh. I'm going to carry around a little mirror in my pocket mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go up to you and say, hey, I guarantee you that this is pure cocaine. Would you like some? And then see, because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. No rational human being right now in this moment. And I guarantee you, please, friends, please don't do this. Mm-hmm. It's all laced with fent these days. Yeah. I wouldn't trust it as far as I could throw it. Yeah. So, um, uh, I wouldn't trust it as far as I could blow it. I was uh, too much of a baby to try it in the first place. So, gosh, no, I don't recommend it. It was awful. Uh, this is what I'll say. Done is what of I drugs, heard. Just... <laughs> a friend told me. <laughs> I read about it on Arrowhead. That was enough to uh, scare me yes. straight as a dare kid. Un- un- ironically, I read about <laughs> Salvia on Arrowhead when I was uh, 14 and was like, hell yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to go on my local internet forum and see what I can dig up. Is Arrowwood still around? Oh, it has to be. E-R-O-W-I-D. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. If it's not there, I'm going to grow. Yeah, here we go. Oh, okay. Plants and drugs. Mine, we'll do plants and drugs. And we're going to go look up a trip report for... Oh, my uh, gosh. 2CI. Uh, two, two That's what we're going to look up. 2CI. Chemicals. Oh, gosh. 2CI. Uh, oh, gosh. Oh gosh! And then we're gonna go <laughs> down here, and we're gonna click on more than visuals. Trip report. Now we're doing a segment from the something awful forums. Uh, oh my gosh! No. No. no I've had no. three experiences with two CI since. I, oh no! Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! When was it written? When was it posted? It will say. Um, September 3rd, 2004, almost 20 years ago, someone (laughs) wrote this. And now we're going to take a little try. We're going to see if Brian has done technology correctly today. And then, I don't know, maybe not. We'll see. We'll give this a shot. How, uh, how far are we from 420? I think on the, that's the, that's, so that's a Thursday. Next week. So, yeah. So, so we'll, we'll record the day after, but, oh yeah. um, I would like to honor all the troops. <laughs> Hold on, we're gonna please rewrite the following. To be read. There's a salute emoji, isn't there? <laughs> Yeah, there is jingoistic bullshit. And as in intro <laughs> for it was strange seeing the drill profile in whatever magazine that was. Okay, so it's gonna say. it's gonna do its little. <laughs> everyone at home, the computer is playing a little word game, um, <clears throat> and then we're gonna try something. Okay, so now we can have a conversation briefly. <laughs> okay. I'm very sorry, <laughs> no, everyone at home okay. and to Kathy, I apologize. That's my, okay. my technology brain got away from me. So, That's 
<laughs> As someone who see, I went crazy with tech break too. Okay, <laughs> I got lost in the possibilities of technology. Um, oh my gosh! So, have you seen Seeking Brother Husband at all? Since um, I was I was trying to rush home to watch it. Um, so no, I'm one episode behind. Okay, but I have I have like kept up and. Uh, that show it yeah might be really good but it also yeah. might be like i think it's actually yeah. like um as i think it's in the safe uh ethically questionable world where it's kind of just like eh, it's tv like i don't feel like you know like these people's lives are being determined by them but like um i don't feel like we're committing a moral error in this one yeah so we're just watching so... right <laughs> yeah so yeah, think? we're just watching. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it, like they all have concern. <laughs> See, you have like how you're like convincing us that it's okay that we're watching this. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you know I love it. You know I love this shit. I, I wasn't. I was like ninety. I was like eighty percent sure it was okay, and then somehow the way you said it made me think it's not okay. <laughs> While you were trying to make it me think it was okay but it's okay it's all it's all fine oh, man okay so uh i i had a very busy week in my personal life but for like my professional life so uh unfortunately i couldn't watch as much of the things i actually wanted to watch such as the brother husband and then uh the uh, I guess the uh, what's it called the Seeking Love Is Blind show oh, the yeah. new Love Is Blind because I guess it started or whatever I don't know. Yes, Michelle so, has encouraged us both to check it out very soon. And so I really really wanted to, but my week was so busy. Anyway, that's a different story. Yeah, I but I was it. like kind of busy sometimes in the way that I could have like kind of white noise in the background, and so I decided to just pick a kind of random dating show from the archives because it yeah. was like well i can kind of like i'm not right. really old and i can just get over it and just do this while i have to do all this other details, shit. it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah don't care yeah um anyway so i settled on exiles with uh hosted by carmen electra wow and okay i mean back it was she was never gone, am I right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. no, Let's I'm see. trying to find where it's a uh, 2016. Okay, so it was filmed <laughs> in 2016 uh, with Carmen Electra, and the thing is, is that uh, they so kind kind of like uh, uh, the the MILF show. It's two people who already know each other, and they happen to be exes. But they're exes who are still somehow entangled with each other, right? The, there's some kind of entanglement. There's like maybe a messy divorce and a kid, maybe, or maybe they had bought a house together and now they're stuck on that and or whatever. Like pick pick your whatever. Or maybe they're just a toxic couple. They're trying to break up. They just can't. They just can't. Anyway, so that's essentially the couples they bring together. And they have Carmen Electra as the host, and then they have a relationship therapist named dr ish major okay ish, ish. major ish. Uh-huh. as in if you had to write his name like last name first name you'd have to write major comma ish doctor major ish and anyway i'm just 
I'm just stunned. I don't know what I'm like. I'm, <laughs> I'm just um. So they the they bring how many? They bring five couples, so ten people together. Mm-hmm. They're on some aisle, and then in also in a villa, right? And they're rooming. They're bunking with each other. Um, in Lucy and Desi style beds, and, and then they bring singles in. And boy, does the relationship therapist make them play all kinds of like therapeutic games. And let me tell you, when I say therapeutic games, it really does feel like the like um like there's like some kind of bullshit like mind game playing. Like one of the first ones is he dresses them up so their exes look like they're getting married and it's like you thought you came here on try to save your relationship. But actually, your ex is getting married. How do you feel about it? But it's like, psych, they're not actually. Anyway, they 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 do all these kinds of weird, like, mind games and then, like, weird, like, like group building activity. It's really strange. But um, it, it's trying to be very heartfelt and sincere, but it's still, like, got a, like, game show aspect that makes it wacky. Okay. And then there's these moments when one of the individuals will have some kind of very, like, therapeutic breakthrough. They have, like, wow. some kind of moment of clarity or some kind of whatever. And and they, like, break down crying in front of, like, this therapist guy. <laughs> and at one point, one of the dudes, like, started, like, weeping on the therapist's shoulder. And in a very tender moment, said something like, I never had a father figure, so hearing him say that he was proud of me was just really made me break down inside after we were so vulnerable going through that couples counseling thing. It's like, I never had a father figure to teach me how to be good to a lady or whatever. And he's like weeping on the ther- And then you cut to Carmen Electra like, and let's see what they're up to at the villa. <laughs> I mean, she's not so like you know cheeky but that's essentially the cutscene. you know and so there's something like (laughs) really jarring and when i heard that it literally made me stop what i was doing and i had to rewind it thereby defeating the entire purpose of why i put it on in the first i oh my gosh dating shows i think can bring In some ways, the, even the, the the dating shows of the past that were like quote unquote game shows really were like reality shows because they were about they were just like you know you tell this story later when you come back or before the date after the date you're at the stage and you tell this little tale, um, but still it's like kind of just God. reality show without the cameras. It's kind of, um, yeah. and I think the reason that it appealed so much and appeals now is because like we just love. And, and especially with a dating show, because you're just getting these little glimpses into people's uh, lives in just those moments. It's not like you have a celebrity where you're going to think about them for too long. It's just like they're going to pop in and out. Uh, it's like you have this real, like, um, I don't know, opportunity to, like, glimpse in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. And everyone likes looking at other people at the mall, you know. It's basically a, a dating show. So. Well, the other thing that maybe those youngsters miss, right, which is the concept of malls in their, like, (laughs) purest of senses. I mean, malls exist, but they don't exist like they used to. 
That they're not like real things anymore. No, the, uh, kids don't go to malls. I mean, no. There's no. What would they go to a mall for? To like. Yeah. No, they don't even. They're not collecting Funko. Pops. Nobody has like disposable income, really. You know, I no. mean, like, I mean, to, I mean, not for mall shit. I guess no. you know. I recently bought a a dog, you know, a pet rug vacuum cleaner with the ones with the, like the water that you like suck up and stuff. I really thought a long time before I bought that. You know. <laughs> Which one did you get? I like the little green monster one. Um, it looks sort of like a <laughs> vacuum cleaner. You know? Oh, I see. Like a little yeah. vacuum cleaner. Um, yeah. But like full of juice and gross, <laughs> gross water and clean water, yeah. basically. And then clean <gasps> juice. Oh, clean. I'm going to click this button real quick and see what happens. I don't know what's going to happen. But we'll Spray cleaning juice. <laughs> cleaning juice. Oh, gosh, we are on one today. Clean water. I love it. I've had three encounters with two CI since I got 100 milligrams in the mail from an online seller. I've tried to be responsible, as careful as I can be in my experimenting. My first dose was 5 milligrams. This dose gave me a pretty good idea of what 2CI was about. The effects were mild, and a few waves of a tingly body buzz were the main thing I felt. The only visuals were a slight brightening of my surroundings. There were almost no mental effects, oh, just so a tiny hint of imbalance. Everyone I should home. mention, at the time, I wasn't taking any... Uh, let's see. I don't know what time we started. Actually, we didn't. We didn't start recording this immediately at the beginning when we started talking. But it doesn't matter. Here, uh, here we go. Uh, Stephen Rice and to continue reading about his drug experience. Prescription medication, and I was dealing with panic attack disorder every day. Don't let that convince you it's okay to take substances when you're mentally stressed. Well, My second try was 12 milligrams. Now let me continue my trip reports. <laughs> this time, having some idea of what was going to happen, I prepared myself mentally. I read a good chunk of Be Here Now, a spiritual book I used to guide myself into a peaceful state of mind. Then I did 15 minutes of light meditation, mostly to clear my head of random thoughts. 45 minutes after taking it, I already felt a little off. The way he said uh, 15 minutes of light meditation, it was like it was a drug. He took 15 minutes of light meditation. Um, I read a good a chunk of Be Here Now, <laughs> yeah. a book I cannot wait to look up. Two beers, half a tab, LSD, one stem, and I was, like, ready to start. ...brightening of my surroundings, but there were no mental effects. Gradually, over the next two hours, I peaked, with LSD-like visual patterns being the most noticeable effects. The earlier meditation was helpful because I never felt scared or worried about my state of mind. At 12 milligrams, there didn't seem to be any mental intoxication. I plateaued for about an hour before slowly coming down to baseline around five and a half hours in. Overall, I was happy with the experiment and eager to do more research. My third attempt was the most enlightening and successful. This time I took 15 milligrams and gave the same dose to a good friend and fellow psychonaut who I'd tripped with before on things like LSD and mushrooms. I was curious what kind of deep conversations and ideas might come out of this chemical. We decided to listen to progressive house music for most of the experience because we both find it soothing when tripping hard. We both took the 15 milligrams at 8.30 p.m. and by 9.50 p.m. we were already feeling the slow onset. It's worth noting that the usual one and a half to two hour onset most people experience didn't affect me in any of my three experiments. I always noticed effects within 45 minutes. 2CI made the music warm and deep. 
It wasn't distorted or hard to understand like some psychedelics can be. We both felt very close to each other and as if we were sharing the exact same experience and the world was actually behaving in this strange way. The visuals were fuzzy at first and the warm buzz was stronger than ever. I found that if I focused on the body sensations they became very pleasurable. By the one and a half hour mark we were peaking. It was hard to sit still or stay in one place because we felt so speedy, but it was more like MDMA speediness than pure methamphetamine speediness. I didn't notice any significant increase in heart rate or blood pressure even at the peak of the experience. I checked both several times. As I came down from the peak around 12.30, the patterns and visual sensations became very clear and almost liquid-like. It was easy to ignore them, but they were there nonetheless. We had deep conversations for most of the trip and found it easy to grasp philosophical ideas. The most profound realization I had was about the senses. I noticed that we humans rely so heavily on sensory input, and if we lost just one sense, we could be thrown into chaos. We go through life not really seeing each other, but more so sensing and experiencing each other's actions. Action and reaction. The concept was very clear. It said that there's no change in mental state with 2CI, and that you remain clear-headed throughout the trip. I beg to differ. While in control, it was all too easy to drift into a psychological wonderland. Overall, I found the third trip to be the most profound and interesting, as well as the most visually satisfying. Even though I think the visuals are just a side story to 2CI, there's much more to get out of it than that. I'd recommend it to anyone. My fellow psychonaut also commented on its effectiveness and said he would definitely be using 2CI again. My advice is to approach it cautiously. Although it seems to be one of the safer 2Cs, there's always potential for danger. Use meditation to aid you. During the trip, take occasional breaks to be alone, relax, and explore your mind. It can be a great tool if you want it to be. Until next time, happy trails. And remember, it can be what you want it to be. Wow. Well, I think the voice works. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> it's funny. All I did was take like a minute 30 of his voice and just repeat it. Okay, so the book Be Here Now was written by a guy named Ram Das, who I guess was a big part of the psychedelic movement, like was a professor at Harvard with Timothy Leary when they both got fired. And that kind of kicked off their whole deal. <laughs> um, at some point, he traveled overseas to India um, did a whole bunch of spirituality shit and get, is given the name Ram Das, which means servant of God. Um, da -da 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 -da. He becomes like an actual guru, like like actual, whatever that means, you know. I'm not trying to be dismissive. I don't know what it means. Um, he comes to the Lama Foundation in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains of northern New Mexico in Taos, mm -hmm. um, a commune. Founded by a bunch of people. I'll come back to that. Um, and then he writes this book in 1971. Um, hangs out with people like Wavy Gravy. Sweet. Uh, let me see. You know, those kinds of things. So was... Oh, The Living Dying Project, based in Marin, California was initially named the Dying Center and located in Santa Fe, New Mexico. 
The dying center was the first residential facility in the U.S. where people came to die consciously. Whoa, Whoa that's wild. I am looking all of those up right now. Yeah. Oh. Kathy, um, I want you to be our AI voice to read that with your actual voice. The the what? The <laughs> no, dying just... consciously voice? Yeah, your actual real voice. I mean, I think it would be fine. I think it would be like, I, I think I would probably just be cracking jokes. You know? Don't you see anything yet? <laughs> Let's... Um, I just want to remind everyone who, who may be listening now that we had a previous episode. Maybe you weren't listening back then. It was episode 31 uh, in the news uh, currently, the Dalai Lama. But if you go back to season three, episode six, uh, the 14th Dalai Lama Celebrity Research Squad, we <laughs> happened to be very distrustful of the celebrity uh, uh, Dalai Lama connection, specifically in relation at that point to Keith Raniere. And we basically spent the first <laughs> two thirds of the episode naming every celebrity who has ever been in contact with the Dalai Lama. <laughs> I don't know if you even remember how deep we got into it, but when no, I realized how much of the episode deep. it was, I was so I was just laughing so hard. It was one of my. It was things. it was mind blowing though. I want to just quickly go over and just let me get to. Um, let's see. Isn't this great production? We did chat it's about wild. dog. Necessarily, but. Everything else that went on, uh, brand white women McCon. But I feel like on some level, right? <laughs> that's like... Like, he's a school that just this week. Like Donald Trump. Oopsie, met with Nick Fuentes, oh, yeah, right? white supremacist, because he was Kanye's guest. <laughs> right, which right? is yeah, kids oh, wow. reading or something. <laughs> You're too okay. So. Sweet. I am now on MSN at a photo gallery that mm -hmm. is explaining here, here is go. a photo gallery of famous people meeting and interacting with the Dalai Lama. So, wow, did they read our mind? Okay, so. <laughs> wow. Um, in one photo, he is with actor Forrest Whitaker at the Starkey Hearing Foundation Center for Excellence in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, June 23rd, 2017. Okay. So, oh, wow, we're like doing director's cut like where... Right, for like just a minute. the Starkey Hearing Foundation Center for Excellence. And then mm -hmm. Brian has another moment where he mentions. I mean, that's literally the like. I mean, it must be because, right? So, like, so imagine this, right? So, I'm the Starkey Hearing Foundation Center in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, and I have put out this event. I'm gonna have the Dalai Lama confirmed, mm -hmm. Forrest Whitaker confirmed, mm -hmm. our president, and maybe even vice president of marketing gonna be giving speeches, right? Okay. We're gonna have awards for best employees. Wow. We're gonna recognize the retirees, right? Wow. What guarantee can the Starkey Hearing Foundation Center for Excellence in Eden Prairie, Minnesota <laughs> guarantee to the Dalai Lama that there will be nobody problematic there with whom he can take a picture? That's me laughing now. <laughs> I know for a fact that. <laughs> While we like, I know for a fact that the two major hearing aid companies that exist, which I only know of the details of, which is a very strange right, thing for you to hear. Again. Disproportionately Hold than most other corporations, they're like big mm -hmm. into like teaching signing and and all all the things that come along with hearing impairment. <laughs> they're like really big into that. And even like giving away free units to, you know, elderly and such. <laughs> so I know that on the face of it, 
as a consumer in the world thinking like, oh, my grandfather has that hearing aid company and then, you know, they have, they're doing, they're giving away to good causes on the surface. I'm saying, I'm Googling them. I'm the Dalai Lama's talent agent or whatever, his equivalent. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, yeah, this looks right. And I'm looking at like, you know, the other people that are going to be in attendance and I'm seeing Harrison Ford or no, excuse me. I'm seeing Forrest Whitaker, um, Oscar winning actor of, uh, a humanitarian, uh, the activist sort of film. I mean, that drama, what was it? Last King of Scotland. That really was trying to shine a light on some past events that hadn't really got so much of a light shined on them. He is a man. I know of causes Forrest Whitaker. I know that he's a man, he is of, a causes. man of causes. I've confirmed. Um, I think you say, yeah. Um, and I know that Forrest Whitaker, Forrest Whitaker may even be like an Eastern kind of, uh, kind of not religion maybe but like an eastern kind of uh, thinker of like into that kind of are you just saying that because you made ghost dog no i'm not saying it just because of ghost i'm actually i am thinking that one line way of the samurai lingers so much Hold on. okay so other people in this photo in these photos with the dalai lama include indian yoga guru baba ramdev i googled him real quick i don't think he's problematic he has some controversies but they seem pretty tame as far as controversy sections on wikipedia go mm-hmm. you know so you know i don't know he apparently said that um homosexuality can be cured by yoga so i don't you know <laughs> is is the dalai lama appearing in a photo i'm just gonna say this Ramdev? homosexuality can only be enhanced by yoga so that's correct <laughs> he's wrong the uh, I think we can all benefit from being more limber. Absolutely. Honestly. Speaking from personal experience, yoga was a wonderful practice. And <laughs> use it on a want. visit to India, he met U.S. House of Representatives Minority Leader, then Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi. That was in 2017. In Indianapolis, Indiana, on June 26, 2016, who did he meet? Lady Gaga. Oh, Lady Gaga. Is she? <laughs> interesting. That's very interesting. Oh, you know, he this must not really think that her. weird butt perversion is a sin, because here in 2016, <laughs> he shakes hands with Richard Gere. <laughs> Richard Gere. What has he been in? Okay, like? okay, okay. Here's Here's one. Here's one to blow your mind. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. He here he is pictured with a poet, not just any poet, but the punk poetess of the '70s. That's right, singer Patti Smith. Smith. But where are they meeting? Where did these two individuals come together on stage? CBT. That is right, at the Glastonbury Festival of Music and Performing Arts in Somerset, England, on June twenty eighth, twenty fifteen. Glastonbury, mm-hmm. as they like say. Charlie okay. connecting all the So bits. 2015, who else must have been so there? Uh, the Maroon 5 guy, Adam Levine, was there. <laughs> Why? Because he's always everywhere, and he, I bet you he's, he's the everywhere. Dalai Lama. Yeah. Um, the Arctic Monkeys were there. Let's see. They had to Glastonbury be. Festival 2015. Robbie Williams who was else? there. Robbie Williams Could had to be there. La- Whose sets did he go to? Let's see. Let's see. Line up. He might and like I'm also going to find where Patti Smith is because you know that the people right around Patti Smith met the Dalai Lama because they were right on the stage and everyone was like, all right, everyone, 
you know, during Patti Smith's set, she has a really important, you know, it's like the Cypress Hill and the Philharmonic probably. So everyone's like on high <laughs> alert. When the Dalai yeah. Lama's people don't send them to stage two, they got to come to stage three. They got to be wearing the gold armbands, <laughs> yep, bracelets, and they got to have their passes. If they don't have their passes, they're not with him. Yeah, they they're have to have their laminates. VIPs. They didn't pay extra. They have to stay just in general admission. Okay. So, Kathy, have Patty you run a Smith? festival? Because you, it sounds extremely authentic. <laughs> I run things like, like I haven't that. even run one for sure. Well, I, no, that's not true. I, I literally have, but it sounds realistic. It sounds like you just got off your, you just clocked off your job at Coachella. <laughs> Dude, like... I have run Coachella for years. Don't, you know, all of the. You know all of the like. Why did they put that band there? That was me. Oh well, that. cool. That's a cool job. Hey, that's a unique position that. to be in. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Patty Smith mm -hmm. played right after Hozier. Wow. Okay. Sounds right for 2015. But right before Lionel Richie. I didn't know Lionel Richie was still like performing. Even in 2015. Well, he was in the 2015 Glastonbury Festival. So. There is a very good chance that the Dalai Lama on stage with Patti Smith at 2.15 in the afternoon mm -hmm. met Lionel Richie, who was set to go on after Patti, or met Hozier, who were probably still packing up all their shit as they're exiting the stage. So I'm at around the exact same time of Patti Smith's performance was the Water Boys. And mm -hmm. James Bay and Alabama Shakes. So what that tells oh, us geez. is that neither the Water Boys, James Bay, or Alabama Shakes would have been able to meet the Dalai Lama. Yes. Because they were in the middle of their sets while he was there present. Now, that's assuming that he's only there for that moment and then maybe leaves and uh -huh. people shuttle him off. But he may have stuck around, you know? I, I feel for like he'd spend a few minutes. And it, uh, it goes on. <clears throat> At some point, Kathy actually makes a comment. I love this. I couldn't uh, find it in there exactly, but uh, Kathy actually makes a comment. Yes. To the future listener of the episode who goes back. So if you go back and listen to the episode, you get a special message just for you, and it's pretty oh, Wow. You get, like, you, you say to the listener, like, if you're coming back later to listen to this for, like, <laughs> basically this purpose, <laughs> like, here you go. <laughs> um, it's pretty good. <gasps> Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I continue to be stunned at our prognostications. Yeah. I mean, we get into there about, you know, all kinds of stuff, but I, I love that. Oh, oh, uh, speaking of, friend mm -hmm. of the show um, was just in that New York Times article. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's, I, um, let's pull that up real quick. Oh, I would love to read it. Where yeah. is it? Where is it? I sent her a message congratulating her, and she said, and quote, let's see, you can look at it. Said, oh, delightful. I love Thanks. that you're, you're so much better at comms than I am. Thanks. Like, in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> you can see, yeah, my, the problem is that my messages, I need to start putting them in a chat GPT. Well, how should I message a business <laughs> colleague to let them know I'm an adult? <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, I looked it up when I had it on my phone, but I... Duck, duck went. Doesn't let me...
I'm so glad that we had Stephen Wright read that uh, Jordan Trip report from Airwid. Um, <coughs> I feel like we we really it. appreciate Stephen Wright taking some time out of his day. Yeah, thank you. To I make like, that happen. Do you think we could reach him? Do you think we could be like, hey, we had a funny AI version of your voice on our show. Maybe you could come. Can you pull up that Times article? Yes. See who played. So I can click on it. Yes, yeah, it's in the gr in grouper. Mm -hmm. No, the, the yeah, that one. <laughs> Maybe I'll use one of those golden porta potties for the. There we go. All right, let me go ahead and actually like Google and click this too. So just give that back to you because it might just be helpful anyway. Um, yeah, perfect. No, I, it's just paywalled for me now. Oh, yeah. I don't have... Um, wait. Oh, oh you have an account. Rude. I have an account. That's not my... What is this? Try a different logout. I have it. I pay for this. I, I have the f newspapers right next to me. Uh, let's see. Uh, see my options. Log in. Is my bar... You know, Weird. Can I just take a moment to say if it's if I pay money for something and I, it's hard for me to find the thing to click to log in what I've already paid for it that's that's a strange experience. Yeah, that's, I'm again it. That's not that's not it. That's so weird. This is so funny. <coughs> I don't even think this is it. Now, see, yeah, great, awesome. It logged me in as my mom. I must have logged in in her New York Times account like 15 years ago. And you know what? She doesn't have a subscription. I, I don't know why. <laughs> cool. I guess it's just, I guess the ghosts in our house are playing games with us right now. <laughs> We're going to tell them they need to chill the fuck out. We're going to threaten them with some sage if they're not careful. Click this. Like click this. <laughs> Uh, the New York Times is known as also as the Gray Lady, um, and uh, that's a fact about the New York Times. Oh, it's stopping me from clicking. Wow, Man, incredible! Every I feel like like there's some weird like blockage. Like yeah, it was doing that thing with. Me to read the news, continue without subscribing. Can I just read this article? Okay, here we go. Oh, yikes! No, see. Yeah. It's like YouTube was blocking you too. Um, yeah, that's so weird. Like what is up with my um anything right now? Let me just um I'm Good gummo. <clears throat> yes. Were uh, we talking about that recently? Uh, it, uh Michelle and I this is a list of movies that besides the Lost Boys we talked about, but she had me uh asked me to watch The Fly, Bully. Good one. She gave me Florida Project and then um Existence Mm -hmm. uh, and kids because we talked about spring breakers ah, and then i was like yes, there's some other yes. harmony corinne movies that i should watch yeah kids is fantastic um i never saw bully and but i did see gummo when did the, yeah i feel like i had a conversation about this recently but maybe i didn't um we it's possible i you know once i listen to uh the episode a few times i feel like it just like and i listen to the next one i feel like sometimes things just escape my brain I'm supposed to be our. Well, that's teacher. also life, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. I feel like if I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be the ultimate listener, so that in like, I don't know, five, ten years from now, I can always be like, yes, we did an episode about that. 
Maybe it'll be some fan we've never talked to before. Okay. So, is there any way for me to read this? Yes, if I open it on my phone. There we go. New York Times. So rude. <laughs> uh, here we go. Search. You're making the news difficult for us to read. Pods inside pods. There we go. Okay. <clears throat> inside the pods with Love is Blind, the reality TV juggernaut. As the Netflix series concludes its fourth buzzy, boozy season, its top producers insist that what they see is mostly what you get. Uh, this is written from Santa Clarita, California, which we will find out why soon. Peahens mm -hmm. choose peacocks with more elaborate feathers. Earthworms mate based on size, and baboons judge on hierarchy. But humans, as more intellectually evolved creatures, have socialized instead to seek out love. For a tiny subset of the species, this mating ritual involves 10 days on a television set in the greater Los Angeles area, where participants sit alone in a 12 by 14 foot room, listening to the disembodied voices of potential mates discussing topics such as their ideal number of offspring. That is the basis for Love is Blind, the voyeuristic Netflix reality series built around buzzwords, booze, and mild sensory deprivation that is set to release its season four finale on Friday and air a live reunion special on Sunday. On the show, 30 singles sign up to each date each other. That's, um, I'll interrupt the article and say, wow, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, 30 singles sign up to date each other separated inside these rooms known as pods with their conversations fed through speakers they don't see with whom they're talking to I'm sorry I'm editing the article live they don't mm -hmm. see with whom they're talking to until they decide to get engaged a commitment that also comes with a hastily arranged wedding where they can say I do or walk away if it all sounds rushed, chaotic and a bit unhinged the show's creator Chris Colleen understands. Brandon Reig, the Netflix executive who greenlighted the pitch about five years ago, described the idea with a synonym for bat guano, and he recalled telling Colleen that he would be lucky to even get one couple out of it. Interesting. I okay, so we continue. Despite the naysayers, Colleen felt confident that people would get engaged. After all, contestants on his show, Married at First Sight, had been marrying strangers for years. People want to find love, he said in an interview last month on the Love is Blind set where production was beginning on a new season, and they're willing to do some pretty wild things to find it. The show premiered in February 2020, taking off as viewers were adjusting to their own versions of pandemic-mandated pod life and has continued to captivate audiences since. More than 30 million Netflix subscribers watched during the first four weeks after its premiere, the company reported in season four, which kicked off in March, topped the previous season's opening weekends by hours watched. Last year, according to Nielsen, Love is Blind was the eighth most watched original streaming series in the United States, ahead of The Crown and the Lord of the Rings spinoff, The Rings of Power, which, by the way, also had a cataclysmic finishing ratio. Um, they've basically canceled any future endeavors based off of that. Um, based on, I think they had like a 37% completion ratio, 
which for wow. a 10 episode you know 10 episode 10 one hour episode series that is the lord of the rings and is essentially a prequel to lord of the rings i mean damn and they spent yeah. 345 million dollars making it was the most ever spent on a single season of a television show and that's what they got well they made it because they thought it was going to make money but not because i don't think anyone really wanted it i think right. they but yes it, that's exactly and we could have told them that if they hired us but uh, you know. well but i guess they want to lose money oh of course oh, yeah. it's, it's see they get paid whether they lose money or not right versions of the show based in japan and brazil have already been released with uk and swedish adaptations in the works Kim Kardashian, Lizzo, Billie Eilish. Oh, that reminds me of something. I gotta click the Netflix. Uh, hold on one sec. I'm click this. I'm gonna click. Oh, well, that's how websites work. Huh. That's how websites work when you scroll down. They don't work world. anymore, especially not that one. Didn't I? Where, didn't I? Did I not post this? There it is. Okay, I'll come back to it. Nope, that's not it. That's definitely not it. Am I insane? Did I not post this online? There it the is. The witch. Oh, this clip here. I will come back to that at the very end. I apologize, everyone. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Kim Kardashian, Lizzo. As I thought it because of Kim. Kim Kardashian, Lizzo, Billie Eilish, and Daniel Radcliffe are among the show's celebrity fans, and contestants have built a gigantic social media following, with one merry participant from season one, Lauren Speed Hamilton, reaching 2.5 million followers on Instagram, which I uh, didn't know who she was, but then I went and looked her up, and I think I had seen her face like maybe a couple times like out there in the social media world, but uh, now I'm super sure who she is. Uh, Lauren Speed Hamilton, who has 2.5 million followers on Instagram. The series has also fueled cottage industries of TikTok, uh, of amateur detectives digging into the contestants' backstories, and of therapists analyzing the relationship dynamics on screen, which um, to me sounds like something I want to go view as an observer and find out what fucked up shit they're getting into by making judgments based on people on a TV show because they've apparently never watched a reality TV show before. Um, I think they can do that. At times, Love is Blind has prompted musings on our fraying social fabric, with commentators declaring that the show speaks to the state of modern romance and holds a mirror to a reality we'd rather ignore. But, continuing, for Netflix, its appeal was more fundamental. It matched the streamer's ethos around unscripted programming, Reig said, relatable and optimistic. Relatable and optimistic. Let's think for a second about Netflix's reality dating offerings and see if that thought applies to all of them. So we have uh, Love on the Spectrum, which is a lovely, beautiful show that we should all watch all episodes of and respect, mm -hmm. and, and especially the Australian episodes, I think, are excellent and heartwarming. Hmm. Uh, we should all watch that. So that, that, would, that would definitely fit. That's definitely extremely optimistic. More optimistic than any other, any other dating show I've ever seen. But what else do we got? Love is Blind, we haven't seen it. We can't evaluate that. And that's kind of what this article is about. So we'll put that to the side. We've seen, mm -hmm. have we seen Too Hot to Handle? I have not seen that. What's seen that one about? See, Michelle has. Uh, that's the one about uh, where they have to pay to bone down or touch anyone. Grabbing a boob is like $450. Anything more, you know, it's, it's, you know, it goes down from there. Uh, okay. And then everyone splits the remaining prize pool at the end for not having touched any 
boners, basically. Huh. Yeah, if you do. And then you yeah. build a lot of money for anything, basically. So that's, that's huh. the idea. Uh-huh. Uh, the article goes on to list off a couple of others, um, other comparable. See, this article misleads. It says the world of reality TV, but then it lists off other shows that aren't on Netflix, like Love Island, for example. Hmm. <laughs> if you look at some of the most beloved and established unscripted franchises, they've been running for a very long time. Aha. No, I thought of one. No, that's an MTV show, but Netflix does carry it. Are you the one, the MTV dating show, which I've seen almost all of, I think, of huh. eight seasons? That show, not so hopeful. That's a lot. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe I guess I made... haven't seen that many dating shows in the last several years. Mm. No. I feel uh... like I stopped in the golden era of the 90s because, like, I guess I haven't even really seen that much of The Bachelor and shit like that. No, I've never seen a single episode of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I think we keep saying, right, I think I think every time, you know what, Brian, I feel like this happens every time that The Bachelor bachelor and watch it. (laughs) What happens if we do that? No, I have to go. I I have to. Well, eventually I have to go eat lunch. I I don't have. Well, I don't have. Oh, well, yeah, no, I'm I mean, it just, you know, time is an illusion. So I don't think I could do a whole episode of The Bachelor, but I do think that this time what I'm going to do is I'm going to write the words The Bachelor Mm -hmm. on my on my board. I urge you to do the same right now. And that's our homework. Okay, we're going to watch at least. Okay, which one? I guess season one, right? If you start at the beginning, you can kind of figure out like how it took off. Yeah, Yeah, right. Okay, so I'm going to write this down. As I will forget if I don't write things down. I'm trying to find the quote from our friend of the show here. Oh, here we go. <clears throat> the show, uh, the article continues uh, to say a lot of words to make its point that I think we already made. But it goes down to here, a quote from our friend uh, Danielle, Professor Danielle Lindemann, a sociologist who wrote a book about reality television that we know. Uh, it's called <laughs> True Story. Mm-hmm. You think of about reality shows as being these zany deviant enterprises but when it comes right down to it they promulgate some of our most conservative values said daniel lindeman a sociologist who wrote a book about reality television mm-hmm. I, I repeat that for emphasis ultimately this show is about heterosexual coupling that ends in marriage and uh mm-hmm. that's extremely notable to point out because like there still is after eight nine very successful seasons of love island uk and you know seven or so of love mm-hmm. island australia and all these and you know still not one of those seasons is yet to no one's no one's like brave enough to just make like the gay or you know bisexual version of love island yes kathy's raising except for one that came close it's not an island version uh-huh. but there has been only one bisexual bachelor bachelorette oh. tila tequila oh. a shot of love oh. with tila tequila that's right still the only one still the only one also just... very problematic probably seen with the dalai lama yeah <laughs> if you want to go back uh there is an episode of the show we did on that <laughs> 
on Tequila Tequila's show. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> man, the hits just keep on coming, man. I love it. But, but I think, I, but I, you know, I, I don't want to quite say it like this, but I think this is why tropes are tropes, right? It's like, I don't feel like so much that we're predicting the future as so much as we're predicting the present, right? Like, it's like this constantly evolving present um, of our reality, I guess, but like, we just keep like copy pasting it. We're like cloning it like a Photoshop, actually. Like we're cleaning up this image somehow. And it's just, nope, got to just this color got to match that color. This pixel got to match that pixel. Like, I don't know. That's what it kind of feels like, too. Like, except, of course, on a larger scale, it's like it's the same formats. Right. Because now we're able to say uh, this dating show is in the aisle style. Right. Group to group. Right. Or versus tequila tequila right which is only the one individual who gets to pick from an array right so you have the one versus many you have the many versus many um there's sometimes contrived coupling and sometimes there isn't right um gosh even the dating game right the original one um they 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 you'd sit there and then you'd get to be shown like three other different individuals and then you'd go let's see what the audience thought about these three and then you'd still be like i'm gonna pick this one etc etc so still array to one The Jenny McCarthy one, array to one, right? The one person gets to winnow down a giant pool. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, well, you know, watching season six of Love Island, there is a scenario in which there are essentially two couples that are together where they want to be with the other couple. And that's creating a very interesting dynamic right now where they want to basically huh. like switch and he has the language would speak um and but I, it's not but it's not to swap no right it's not to trade off continually yeah. it's to like okay we made a mistake but even <laughs> season six is the first time before i seen that so like gosh yeah like where they talk about it beforehand it's um, i feel like why wouldn't there be like by island like if everybody was by on the island it would be fine yeah, it would be really What's easy the problem? to do, too. You yeah, if everyone I did as bi, yeah. So, like, what's the deal? Why hasn't it happened? It seems like such an opportunity for so many reasons. It's just un undone. And, I mean, it's... I mean, is it, too, is it too, quote, unquote, down my throat, in your face, family values, sand rolling or steam rolling? Sand Maybe rolling. it's online. <laughs> Maybe Steam rolling over beer. Maybe it's a streaming service show, or maybe it's uh, an, uh, like a, well, no, an internet show would never get the, the budget, but maybe it's a streaming service only show. So you can have some different, well, I don't know. Cause like, what do they allow or not allow on Netflix? Like, do they, what do they, like, is there real content gating on Netflix? Is there stuff that they don't want versus like, you know, what's just available on Prime Video? You know, like what in general, like the content availability, are they saying like this content is not something we want? Are they blockbustering, you know, the content there? I don't 
No, I just don't know that. Okay, so I'm gonna Google this or duck duck one. I'm gonna duck duck go to some results. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the first time I saw Nymphomaniac parts one and two, that was on Netflix, and that's got some content. Okay, so here is an article from Out Magazine that says 15 LGBTQ plus reality dating shows and where to watch them. March 7th, 2023, so pretty recent. Okay, let's see. I want a list. Uh, Vanjie from RuPaul's Drag Race gets to choose from an array of individuals um that is on wow uh the the RuPaul sh- uh production house wow which I guess has its own network now which I did not know that um are you the one of oh for oh for the first time here look it's answering our question are you the one season 8 for the first time in reality TV history, the eighth season of MTV's Are You the One features an all-LGBTQ cast of contestants. Oh. Identified as Pan, and the inclusion of a trans cast member was also extremely praised by viewers. There were all sorts of pairings as season eight came to an end, including um, men loving women, men loving men, and women loving women. Huh. Where to watch Paramount Plus on MTV. That's exciting. Yeah, okay. Right here. So for the first... Okay, so look look at this. Yes. But it wasn't a show that initially started as that only, right? It's like, I guess they were doing that, like, many-to-many type of scenario on Are You the One with ostensibly straight and cis couples, um, or couplings rather, and then they just said, "Oh well, this fits perfectly into this format. We may as well just mix it up." And so, is that what it took? It took like a show to kind of get at it for a while before they could do something like this. Is that is is does it have to be a network like MTV? It does because it has to be um, of and for youth. To break, mm-hmm. to have a new issue that, in other words, well, you know, you already know what I'm saying, but like mm-hmm, it has mm-hmm. to be of people who would naturally have those opinions so that they can get them on camera. And then we're like the outside world or people, you mm-hmm. know, who wouldn't naturally. Yeah, we're going to be like looking in and be like, oh, that the world is different now. And I can mm-hmm. also. And then that V goes through, mm-hmm. changes culture. And that's really television in general, whether you're talking about a Star Wars figurine or bisexual dating shows mm-hmm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna like there's a lot you could find it online but what i am gonna notice are the networks so the next one is mtv the next one is logo tv there's um ultimate um ultimatum on netflix is on so i'm not really sure what exactly it says it's from the creators of love is blind a Zeus network, which I've never heard of. There seems to be one that's like a bachelor, a male bachelor one on MTV. Another HBO Max one, The By Life on something called Hey You. Oh. I don't know what that is. Um, 
The one that got away on Amazon Prime, Netflix, Paramount Plus, MTV, Shot at Love with Tila Tequila, Where to Watch, Unavailable. Uh, we found it on YouTube in a really fucked up format. <laughs> Or The Love of Dilfs, hosted by Stormy Daniels, is a show where two groups of gay men classified as daddies and himbos competed for love. First season premiered in January 2023 uh, on Out TV production company Daddy TV. Another MTV show. Yeah, so it's mostly MTV shows. And Paramount apparently seems to be grabbing that risk i don't want to read that, that risk market i'll say because like i mean i guess they don't i guess you know it's probably going to be like almost everything else where it's like oh you're boycotting a company that actually owns like half the beers on the market so you're not actually boycotting anheuser-busch by not drinking bud light right because they're going to go to like something else they're going to go to, like, Bud Dry or something. I, I don't remember what their name is even. I don't know who owns what, honest. <laughs> I like the idea that Bud Dry is still being sold. Hold on, though. <laughs> Let me click on this uh, image here. Uh, let's see. Is this it? I had this amazing uh, image somewhere on the web earlier that shows the amazing dynamic flowchart of InBev products. Not that it matters now. The only reason I was looking at it is because they own, like, a gigantic, um, well, it is interesting. The only reason that I care about any of this stuff is just the uh, monopolization of the, the product market. Uh, it's fascinating if you really look at, like, how few companies own, like, anything. Like, even when you look around and you recognize, you think, like, oh, no, there's no way. This is an independent company. This mm -hmm. just started up. I've just heard of this now. Mm -hmm. um, and it was. But be right before you found it, it was acquired by, you know, a large uh, corporate mm -hmm. thing like Pepsi or Coke or whatever. Not um, that I would care about mm -hmm. uh, any of that stuff. It's just a fact of what it is. Uh, go look up yeah, the and I don't and I don't think that those there. folks have like any actual like principle. So like the moment that they're like, oh wait, actually I need to. I, I really miss Bud Light. They're gonna go right back. Oh yeah, absolutely. Give it like two months. So like like once like summer really hits, they're not. They're not gonna make it. <laughs> Where's... I do appreciate that someone's fleecing them. I hope they continue fleecing them, but I hope that that person also suffers um, great bodily but accidental harm that has nothing to do with any of their... No one else except their own stupidity. I hope he is literally hoisted by his own petard. Uh, well, that's easily done, ultimately. Let me... There is uh, there is very few people in this world, I think, who ultimately don't meet the fate that they they you know, I don't know put out in the world for themselves. And it leaves some silence for everyone to think about who those people are. <laughs> Man, that sucks. So everyone, my access to GPT uh, got cut off. So because I don't know oh. what my password is, and it's too complicated and long for me to type it in as words. Oh, no. <laughs> it's 
What's going on? That's basically what I have to say. Um, I uh, I have done all the steps to reset my password, and um, it wouldn't even matter. Yeah, I'm not even getting the email, which probably means that uh, GPT is completely overloaded, I would assume. Wow. Nonetheless, wow that, like, there's just been like foiling kind of at every step of the way and for that i'm really sorry hey it's all good no uh, i know but like it's like when when bart thinks he doesn't have a soul <laughs> i how about this we're gonna do it like the old-fashioned days i'm gonna type in um the old simpsons <laughs> clips funny <laughs> And then we'll click something, and then we'll say, "Oh gosh, oh, no, what's no, no. the other?" Simpsons, Simpsons, uh, predictions. There we go. And then we'll end on their predictions of the future because we've already heard ours come true. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Here's some old stuff. Simpsons predictions for 2023 is unbelievable. Ever since mankind first appeared on the earth, curious and look a, a pocket hologram may come as a surprise to you, despite the fact that we are all well aware of the current situation. It's going to kill me if we watch this video, Kathy. <laughs> no, I know. We're not watching that. No, we can't. Let me think of something. Hold on. Hmm. there was something in here that i was thinking about okay and i know what song's gonna play us out how much let me uh and i have to do a screen share for this one too yes uh at least eighteen thousand cows were killed in an explosion and fire at a west texas dairy yes. farm on april 10th pro uh, possibly the most cattle killed in the single incident ever in the united states how much oh god yes can eighteen thousand cows cover based on the size of an average adult cow 18,000 cattle standing three to four feet apart could cover 26 football fields. For scale, 18,000 cattle herded within a few feet of each other could cover 26 football fields. There we go. We're looking at this image. That will be the cover image. I'm going to go ahead and save this to uh, God. Wow. the appropriate location. So one giant mega explosion. No, I did hear about this. I And, and I had one thought when I heard it. Mm -hmm. And that was that like in all of the different ways that like the news of infrastructure crumbling happens. Yes. Right. <laughs> Is this our children of man moment? Yeah. So I also saw another thing that alarmed me, which was that the Fort Lauderdale airport was underwater. It was flooded and flights couldn't take off for some time. Yep. That's that looks like, <laughs> monumental flooding and this wasn't even this is yeah I'm it's still raining it's today i i heard yeah i mean it's not raining here but on the other side of the state apparently they're getting flooded yeah. out that's crazy wow oh wow yeah that's serious flooding yeah yeah and i was 
I think that happened the same day that the cows exploded. <laughs> and, you know, and that's what I remember thinking. Like, I wish that the cows had been in Florida and that the airport or something. Like, I guess <laughs> the sand minus explosion. We got pipelines. We got, yeah. Uh, did you hear that that? Well, no. I don't even want to bark up that tree. I want to talk about. Well, I guess there's no explosion. There's no need for the water. Uh, everyone should go and watch this <laughs> trauma zone. It is a Adam Curtis documentary. It starts with an episode about Russia. Um, I would go ahead and take a look at that and tell me what you think. I think it's better than anything he's ever made because he doesn't narrate it. No. Oh. Ironically, what we all know him for. Uh, wow. And it's on the YouTube, you said? It's all available on YouTube, yeah. Uh, it's a six-part series. I think it breaks up. It basically goes by um, what was happening in the end of the 90s into the middle, or the end of the 80s into the middle of the 90s, the collapse of the Soviet Union, but also um, it goes a lot of different places, much like his stuff usually does into cultural episodes and stuff. But without his narration, I think that every single one of his documentaries could probably have his narration <laughs> removed and just put subtitles in and it would be a better thing. Um, but yeah, go check it out. It's free available on you. And actually I have looked up all his stuff is available on YouTube now for free. So no need. To oh, purchase. wow. Cool. There's a, if you just search for like Adam Curtis, like full catalog YouTube, like the first thing will be a playlist that comes up where someone has already like placed all those videos into a little playlist. So oh, delightful. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like I said, uh, uh, I found some stuff in his previous documentaries that have been factually incorrect. I've done my own research. However, um, it doesn't, there are small things and it's basically, uh, you know, if you are making the movie version of something or the, I don't know, even just the documentary scene recreation version, you might mistell a couple details. It's not going to like, it's not like he said something that would be like, you know, change your worldview or something. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yes. I'll look it up. Yes. Take a look. Although just know that it'll be on after The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. Was, everyone really <laughs> is The Bachelor. Um, <laughs> this has been a, a weird and fun and interesting episode. In fact, I will tell you this. If you feel like something was missing from the episode, it's because there, there was. You didn't, you didn't catch the very first part of the episode. <laughs> yeah. I was fooling around with technology, and we were talking about other stuff. But that's okay. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't have to fucking know everything. Exactly. And neither hey, do I. We would have you know, had neither a, do you. We would have had an Obama <laughs> voice to um, uh, talk about the Chaos Emeralds, in fact, had I preserved my work, but then we recorded over that uh, without knowing. And I did realize that halfway through, but there we are. It's okay. We'll come back to it. Yeah. The Chaos Emeralds uh, will be safely in the ground for another week. Okay. I'm going to play the song that's going to play us out. Awesome. Let me go ahead and uh, stop my screen share. Also, I switched the USB of the camera, and you'll notice it hasn't been acting up. Yeah, it seems totally clear. As clear as mine. Yeah. 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 So I think it's a, whatever. It just maybe the port has some some dust on it or something. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. I guess it just got released today. Okay. Cool.
Fisher. Like it all, keep it a stack. Bitches move out cause they know I got bands. They be tired and I don't give a damn and I'm still getting money, I know who I am. Tryna be low, he gon' hit on my grand. If he small, he gon' act like a fan. You bigger, they got your head gas. Bitches slow, so I give them a pass. Like it keep it a stack. Bitches move out cause they know I got bands. They be tired and I don't give a damn and I'm still getting money, I know who I am. Tryna be low, he gon' hit on my grand. If he small, he gon' act like a fan. You bigger, they got your head gas. Bitches slow, so I give him a pass. And I just fell in love with a gangster. So he put my name in a tap. But I don't let him come to the crib. So we get it on where we at. Nowadays, I be ducking them cameras. And they heard that I'm up on them banners. Calling my phone, but they know I don't answer. In the hood, I'm like Princess Diana. I'm thick cause I be eating oats. Bitch not taking shit from me, but notes. Wanna be me, so she do my emotes. And my name in her mouth, so I bet she gon' choke. Tell her, man, I'm the girl of his dreams. Think about me when he brushing his teeth. He keeps texting, I leave him on scene. Hottest bitch out and they know what I mean. Like, grah, keep it a stack. Bitches move out cause they know I got bands. They be tired and I don't give a damn and I'm still getting money, I know who I am. Tryna be low, he gon' hit on my gram. If he small, he gon' act like a fan. Think you bigger, they got your head gas. Bitches slow, so I give him a pass. Like, grah, keep it a stack. Bitches move out cause they know I got bands. They be tired and I don't give a damn and I'm still getting money, I know who I am. Tryna be low, he gon' hit on my gram. If he small, he gon' act like a fan. Think you bigger, they got Got your head gas. Bitch is slow, so I give him a pass. This is a public announcement. I be eating my spinach. They tried to clone my image. They burnt they London bridges. None of them bitches British. I know they know the difference. And I just fell in love with a gangster. So I hold him down like an anchor. He said if I keep it a hundred, then he keep me safe like a banker. Nowadays I be making him famous. She the princess, so fuck who you lames is. Of course I be pushing they buttons. I hold a control like the gamers. Like, could I keep it a stack? Bitches is ass if we keep in the crack. Bad little redhead, she about the black. We come out, it's a movie, but we don't do back. Live from London, straight from the palace. Manda Magalis, I text us like Dallas. Keep it a bean, yo. He talk nice, cause the pussy game me, how? Like, God, keep it a stack. Bitches move wild, cause they know I got bands. They be chatting, I don't give a damn, and I'm still getting money, I know who I am. Trying to be low, he gon' hit up my gram. If he smart, he gon' act like a fan. Thinking you bigger, they got your head gas. Bitches slow, so I get him a pass. Like, God, keep it a stack. Bitches move wild, cause they know I got bands. They be chatting, I don't give a damn, and I'm still getting money. I know who I am Tryna be low He gon' hit up my gram If he smart He gon' act like a fan Thinking you bigger They got your head gas Bitch is slow So I get him a pass Catch it <laughs> Yeah Guess the gag for me <laughs> Princess I have one more thing I would like to share Thank you I fucking love that That's amazing click this button here and now i remembered the thing that i was trying to remember a little while ago that i will edit the silence out before when i was trying to think of the thing and it was um this um i want to click on this now oh right yes uh, one more hey there brian from florida here i think that uh kim taking a sideways entry into the acting world kind of began through genre fiction doing something like american horror story is actually a fantastic opportunity for her um it's a great way for her to get access to a brand new fan base that probably wouldn't look at her twice otherwise and do you want me to pull it up but a win for her even if it doesn't uh, work out for her. I, I agree please I'm like, where's my timeline? This will be the first edited episode of the podcast. Yeah, no, that's the ever. You'll hear that, but you won't hear any of the weird, awkward stuff that we uh, didn't. That we didn't do. Yeah. Also, next Don't do what Donnie. Oh, I have to go to your. I went to DMs instead of your profile. Let me see. Ah. No, that's the other one. 
Ah. Okay. Am I sharing sound too? Okay. Oh, here, let me stop my button. Yeah. Okay, yay. Okay. Uh, one more. Hey there, Brian. Oh, wow, it here. sounds... Kim taking a sideways entry into the acting world kind of again through genre fiction, doing something like American Horror Story is actually a fantastic opportunity for her. Um, it's a great way for her to get access to board. a brand new fan base that probably wouldn't look at her twice otherwise, and it really can't be anything but a win for her, even if it doesn't work out for her. I, I agree with what you yeah. said, but if I may just add, great beard. <laughs> no, thank you. Seriously. I worked very hard on it. Yeah, no, that's really impressive, I gotta thank say. You. What kind of conditioner are you putting in there? Yeah, it looks really uh, that's lustrous. That's just your classic... Uh, no, actually, I just use a head and shoulders on the beard right. as well. Um, totally works. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's like, you know, listen, like a uh, caller said earlier, self-care, self Oh, this was the hair important. This was the hair very important. Uh, the upside is let it grow. Let it grow. <laughs> Wasn't that in a musical on Broadway? Oh, let it go. I got it. Okay, uh, we're taking a break. Did you just confuse hair and frozen? <laughs> taking a break. When we come back, The Rock has um, some dicks for you. This is kind of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've... Uh, really cool. My dreams have come true. My dreams have come true, really. Senpai noticed you. Senpai did notice me. I love that. You know, the funny thing is, in, in past, I have said things like Senpai noticed me jokingly, and now that Senpai has noticed me, it really is like I'm blushing. I have a spring in my step. I, no, it's really I'm cool. Like, my it totally and thinking is. that I can somehow get a job there through this process. Um, all of the above. No, I mean, I mean, stranger things have happened, and oh, honestly, yeah. the, the, I mean, honestly, that's that's how that's how those things normally happen. I Anyhow. Know. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, so. the Bat Boy does eventually become the equipment manager given enough commitment. That's just what mm -hmm. happens. Yeah. yeah. And that's all I want. Yeah. I don't want to be the, the anything other than like the equipment manager. That would be cool. You know, whatever. No, I mean, like, like this is I think what I miss most about LA, and I think we've <laughs> talked about this, right? Which is like it was cool just knowing people who like got up and went to work, but work was a movie set. Yeah. And or something, and it was like like it's like there's no business like show business and i think like nope. i don't know there's so many places to be in the business right like yeah and if you live I'm in not even in the business i just like watching the business oh yeah <laughs> and if you live in my brain space you realize that like the entertainment business through talent agencies actually is uh, very positionally they're they're at the like the, like the fulcrum of all of power and uh, things that interest me about power and to by seeing those things, man, you can see all kinds of neat things. And that's all I want to say. So that's, but that's that's my fun. I love propaganda. Yes. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I just don't like to say Personal. it out loud. I, just I like do. Well, I like to I like to I sometimes I don't want the people who may future be my future employers to know what I'm really up to. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> I mean by this point they're like episodes deep, so Yeah, no, it's okay. They've never, they have no idea. Oh, yeah, exactly. That, oh, oh, Jesus Christ. What does that mean? What am I thinking about now? Right. Now my mind is really turning. Well, how about that? Now you know I'm a thorough investigator of the world and those around me. Oh, my God. And how we all continue, how we all, you and I particularly, are, we're on the cutting edge. We keep making these fucking predictions that yeah. keep coming true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I, I will say that is one thing that I am very proud of us for when I saw that, like, I mean, I'm proud of us for many things, but that certainly in a legitimate way, I feel like, wow, we have been doing our job. We've positioned ourselves where we were able to just briefly say to ourselves and, and boldly, may I add, say something's not right here. We didn't know what it was. We didn't say what we thought it was. We just felt like something was, was not right. And time told us to be perhaps just time told us we were right yeah but yeah. something wasn't right yeah okay i'm gonna go have a bud light please do please enjoy <laughs> many of them please i've started buying but no i haven't <laughs> please uh, point your business gun fingers at them and go like these are I, I, to put my I, mouth I need every brand to know that I will not purchase or boycott your product unless I have been given a good reason. So, for example, I will purchase your product because I like it. I will boycott your product if I personally think it sucks that you are awful. But, like, I haven't eaten Chick-fil-A. I think I can probably keep to that one. I don't think I'll be eating Chick-fil-A anymore. Yeah. I mean, ever since, like, it, like the world found out, I've never been there. So I can live without it, honestly. It's like not even good chicken. So like whatever, yeah. right? Like that one's easy. I, I feel like that that one I can do standing on my head, and I and I don't mean that it's like uh, like that's what I also find hard to believe when people are like, I can't give it up. I'm like really? <laughs> it's really that hard? Hobby Lobby, easy, done. Come on, uh, you've got to have deli deli case fried chicken somewhere in a grocery store in in your neighborhood. Anyway, I hope so. I hope so. Oh, um, the only other thing I need to tell you. Oh my God, there's all these things I keep forgetting uh, about. Okay. I'm, so I'm happy we... to make as long as you want. <laughs> you're the one who's. You're the one. Who's going I just away. need a snack. <laughs> okay. Uh, I need a nap. <laughs> okay, well that's fair. I could use that too. I've been up since three thirty. And. Uh, um no it's that um i went to i went to roswell new mexico over the weekend oh. for a variety of reasons mm -hmm. and it was really cool because i, I check out the timeline because i took a bunch Ooh. of photos of a variety of alien mascots connected to uh various uh fast food establishments <gasps> did you see the arby's one did you see the arby's one i didn't see the oh, arby's okay. hold one on, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on i just have to know <sighs> I didn't realize there was an art. Well, I was too ignoring. The, yeah, I was too busy ignoring the Arby's because they got a new Popeyes. And so there are currently now in Roswell two Popeyes locations. Mm -hmm. There is, as far as I know, three in Albuquerque. And there are, wait for it, zero in Santa Fe. So. Huh. Popeye's chicken. I love you. Why? I love you so much. <laughs> so much that I'm 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 saying fuck Bud Light. This has nothing to do with them. This is because I love you, Popeye's chicken. Uh, please. Kathy, I need you in Santa Fe. Please go look at my timeline to what I just retweeted after just searching Roswell Arby's. <laughs> please you're gonna <laughs> fucking die. It's not what you even think. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Where did you go? Hold on. <laughs> it, it should be at the top of my timeline, but just typed in Arby's Roswell. And that was the first <laughs> thing that came up. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Now I'm going to click on the photo 
and I'm gonna <laughs> copy copy image. This may even be a photo that I want. So now I'm just gonna send this to <laughs> I know. Where's the, where's I'm so the, delighted. Copy a link. I know. This is, <laughs> I'll just paste this to you. Here. There we go. Look at this. That's what it used to look like. The the Arby's on the left. It said that. It said that when I went there as a uh, kid, and it said that when I went back there in 2014, it still said that. But it doesn't. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aliens welcome. It says for everyone. Oh wow. Well, the McDonald's still looks like that. It's a little newer. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, the I have not gone to the <laughs> the Arby's, but I assure you I will rectify this ASAP. <laughs> Someone's gonna have some explaining to do when they get it. Oh, I love that. Uh... <laughs> Well, everyone, I'm glad that we all got to yeah, have a laugh. Note. I don't even know if you got to know what we're laughing about, but I know that you hearing us laughing <laughs> for this you know, long you know. was enough to make you start laughing. Music is playing. <laughs> the show is shorter than normal, but I bet you it'll be great. And I'm going to edit down some of the, the stuff so you don't even know what I'm editing out. I just really else? needed a snack. I'm sorry, everyone. No, it's okay. <laughs> everyone at home, please enjoy your week, and we'll see you next week. And maybe uh, Michelle will be here, too. I think that's probably the case. Yay, blessings. Yay, bye -bye. Go enjoy your Friday. Bye. 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 <laughs> I can't see you, but bye-bye. Bye-bye, <laughs> everyone. In President Obama's voice. My fellow Americans and listeners from around the world, this is President Barack Obama, keeper of the legendary Chaos Emeralds. And I'm excited to introduce you to episode 0048 of the fascinating podcast, Reality Issues. For those unfamiliar with the Chaos Emeralds, these powerful and ancient gemstones have long been the subject of myth and legend. Hailing from a time long ago, they contain an immense amount of energy, granting those who possess them the ability to bend space and time, transform thoughts into reality, and even access untold powers. Throughout history, the Chaos Emeralds have been sought after by heroes and villains alike, each seeking to harness their power for their own purposes. Now, as the keeper of these extraordinary gems, I understand the responsibility that comes with safeguarding their might. And today, I stand before you not only as a former president, but as a guardian of these legendary artifacts, ready to share a podcast experience that transcends the ordinary. In this captivating episode of Reality Issues, your hosts Kathy and Brian will take you on another incredible journey through the intricate world of reality television and our perceptions of reality. They'll dive into current events, explore the latest AI developments, and share personal anecdotes that will both entertain and challenge your perspectives. As we embark on this adventure together, let us remember the lessons of the Chaos Emeralds. Power must be wielded responsibly, and reality is often shaped by our own perceptions. Just as the Emeralds have the ability to reshape the world, so too can Kathy and Brian's insightful discussions transform the way you perceive reality. So. Prepare yourselves for a thought-provoking, mind-expanding episode of Reality Issues. Get comfortable, open your minds, and embrace the power of these legendary Chaos Emeralds as Kathy and Brian guide you through another enthralling installment of their groundbreaking podcast. The stage is all yours, Kathy and Brian. Let the journey begin. In President Obama's voice. Ladies and gentlemen, as we come to the end of episode 0048 of Reality Issues, 
it's important to reflect on the journey we've taken together and on the deeper implications of the legendary Chaos Emeralds, which have been a central theme throughout this podcast. These seven mystical gemstones, each containing a unique color and incredible power, originated from a lost civilization that understood the immense potential they held. Harnessing the energy within these precious gems, they were able to accomplish extraordinary feats, such as warping the very fabric of space and time, and even bestowing the power of flight upon those who mastered their secrets. Over time, the Chaos Emeralds became a symbol of power and prestige, attracting the attention of individuals from all walks of life, including heroes, villains, and those whose intentions remain a mystery. Among those captivated by the Emerald's allure are Dr. Robotnik, also known as Eggman, and Sonic's friends, Tails and Knuckles. Dr. Robotnik, a brilliant but twisted scientist, has long sought to harness the power of the Chaos Emeralds to fuel his diabolical plans for world domination. He dreams of building the ultimate empire, one where his mechanical minions reign supreme and where the forces of good are vanquished forever. However, Sonic the Hedgehog and his friends, including Tails and Knuckles, have always stood in his way, using their courage, teamwork, and unbreakable bond to foil his schemes time and time again. Tails, a two-tailed fox with the ability to fly and a genius-level intellect, has proven himself to be a loyal and invaluable ally to Sonic on countless occasions. His ingenuity and resourcefulness have saved the day more times than one can count, and his unwavering friendship with Sonic serves as a powerful reminder of the importance of companionship and trust in our own lives. Knuckles, the red echidna who once guarded the Chaos Emeralds as his solemn duty, has a complex relationship with these powerful artifacts. Born into a lineage of guardians, Knuckles was entrusted with the responsibility of protecting the Master Emerald, which has the ability to control and neutralize the power of the Chaos Emeralds. Over time, Knuckles' path would become entwined with that of Sonic and his friends, ultimately leading to a bond of friendship and mutual respect. As the current keeper of the Chaos Emeralds, I, President Barack Obama, understand the weight of the responsibility that has been passed down through generations. I hold this duty with the utmost respect for Knuckles, the original Guardian, and strive to ensure that the power of these Emeralds is never misused. Though our roles have shifted, the shared understanding of the importance of our duty unites us, and there are no hard feelings between us. As you continue to ponder the thought-provoking discussions and revelations shared by Kathy and Brian during this episode of Reality Issues, let the legacy of the Chaos Emeralds serve as a reminder of the power that resides within each of us. Just as these gemstones have shaped the world around them, so too can our actions, beliefs, and friendships impact the world we live in. Thank you for joining us on this incredible journey, and may the power of the Chaos Emeralds inspire you to seek truth, foster friendship, and challenge the boundaries of your own reality. Until next time, take care, and remember that the power to shape our world lies within each and every one of us.
Gabriel Super Sounds of the 70s continues. You just heard The World is a Ghetto by War and Billy Don't Be a Hero by Bull Donaldson and the Haywoods. And if you're the 12th caller, you'll win two tickets to the Monster Truck Extravaganza being held tonight at the Carson Fairgrounds, featuring Big Daddy Don Bodine's truck, The Behemoth. The 12th caller wins on the station where the 70s survived. K-B-I-L-L-Y. Joe Egan and Jerry Rafferty were a duo known as Steeler's Wheel when they recorded this Dylan-esque pop bubblegum favorite from April of 1974. That reached up to number five as K-Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s continues. Smile from my face Losing control 